Amen. If you would, have a seat. Those are just, you know, the, the words of those songs are so powerful. Um, and they, w- one thing that, um, as I was looking at the words and thinking about this Christmas season, uh, you know, as a pastor, you, you know, you feel like, oh, how do you make it a, a little more creative? Or what, how, what's the angle you come at uh, the, the Christmas story this year? And the reality is, you don't have to get creative. It's a powerful story in itself, and it, it, it speaks for itself. And as I was reading through this year, uh, one of the things that uh, really came to mind is the, the emphasis on kings. And if you read the, or listen to the words of the songs that we sang, all of them mention something about a king, the coming king, glory to the newborn king. And, uh, and so I thought about the part of the story um, where in Matthew chapter 2, it says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem, and they asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people, people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had, had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child as soon as you find him. Report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So here we have an a interesting story of the three magi, or the, the three kings, that popularized by the Christmas song, We Three Kings. Uh, so we think of them as kings. They were a little bit different. They weren't kind of the, the political king uh, that we think of, uh, but they were, were very well-to-do. They were uh, upper society. They were probably astrologers. Uh, they, were, they were the magi, and they, they were coming and looking for this new king. And the first place they went is to the place that you would expect, the current king, right? Because from our earthly point of view, when we think of kings, we think of the ruler, the guy who's in charge, right? That's who the king is. And, uh, and so they go to King Herod, and, uh, and Herod has a, a, a very normal response that any king does, because human kings are always concerned about, what, their own power, right? That's what he's concerned about, and, uh, and he plays it off as he's really interested and wants to go and to celebrate this new king, but he's like, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I don't remember any of my children having a child, and, and so that who, is who should be a coming king. I don't know who this, this kid is that you're talking about, but he wants to find out. Right? And, and so the, the Magi um, go, and they go to Bethlehem, and of course God warns them not to go back to Herod. And I, I, I like the, the imagery there because the, the Magi, they're looking for the king. And the first place they stop is what, what the, our earthly perspective as, as a, of a king is. They stop with Herod. 
You know, and, and whenever I think of, of an earthly idea of king, what do we want in a king? What, whenever we think of that, you know, that it's, it's hard for us because we don't, we don't think of it in political terms. I'm not talking about political terms, but just in our life, there is this desire for us to kind of seek some guidance from something greater than we are, right? Something that has more power, more ability than we do. You know, if you're, if you're familiar at all with kind of the basic princi- uh, uh, principles of, of AA, it's acknowledging that there's something greater than you, right? Now, I believe that's because that's how God created us, right? He created us with this do- desire to seek something greater than ourselves, and it's important that we do that. And, uh, and many times, whenever we think of, of what a king is, an earthly king, it's kind of we put our best understanding of what that is. And so whenever we think of a king, an earthly king, we want that king to provide us with protection. Right? We want them to keep us safe. Right? Where, where, where are we looking to find safety in our lives? We also, we, whenever we think of kings, we want a king that will go and fight our battles for us. Right? Kind of take care of us. You, know, you, you see this specifically uh, whenever Israel first asked for a king. That's one of the things that they sa- said. We want a king so that the king can go and fight our battles for us. Right? So many times we're looking for something greater than us to fight our battles for us. Right? And then we're looking for something, someone to give us direction, to give us purpose, to help us find meaning. And many times we go and we look in the first place that the Magi went, kind of that human understanding of what a king is. You know, and in our lives today, a king could be many things. Sometimes we can be, make the mistake of thinking our government serves as a king, serves that role of giving us protection, of fighting our battles for us, right? of giving us meaning and purpose. That will fail. Right? That's an earthly understanding of what a king is. Sometimes we, we search for a king uh, within our own strength. We think that we can do it ourselves, that we don't need any help. Right? That, that too ultimately will fail. Sometimes we look to our, our financial situation, you know, that we seek financial security, and we think that, oh, once I reach financial security and I have everything paid off and this much money in the bank, then, hey, everything's going to be good then. Right? I'll be protected. You know, I'll be able to do what I want. Right? But see, the, the world gives us false impressions of what a king really is, of one who is going to give us purpose, going to give us meaning, going to give us hope. It tells us to look in a lot of different places, and they all eventually will fail. Why? Because they're based on human will, human ingenuity, human strength, and eventually all of that falls short. And so whenever I think about the Magi, they go to King Herod, but they know that he is not the real king. So they had to look at somewhere completely unexpected that the world would never tell them to go look for. Right? The world would never say, hey, your king is going to be born in a feed trough. <laughs> right? That would never happen. But that's where the king was born. That's where the king of kings was born. And see, the Magi knew, and, uh, and Herod's advisors knew that God was going to be sending a king that was going to be different, that was going to be completely different, that would be, not be uh, as, uh, as one of us, would, would provide all that we need, 
but would not be, uh, be created by our understanding of what a king is. You go all the way back into Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. That is who the Magi were looking for. The wonderful counselor, prince of peace, mighty God. You know, that is the king that we need to be looking for, that we need to be putting our trust in, putting our hope in. And so often, uh, and, and it doesn't matter how strong your faith is, uh, it becomes so easy to rely on things of this world to give us strength, right? That, that we, we think that, uh, that, that we can get our family situation, our business situation, our financial situation, we get all of that situated and then everything's going to be okay. No, because life is unpredictable. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we do know who the King of Kings is. And I love that passage in Isaiah uh, chapter 9, verse 6. It talks about that he will reign now and forever, right? And that the government will be on his shoulders, that, that everything will fall under him, under his rule. And uh, uh, Revelation brings that, that back, Revelation 19, 16, says, talking about Jesus, on his robe and on his thigh, he has his name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the one that we're looking for. Many times we find ourselves looking in all the wrong places. But we need to learn from the Magi that maybe, maybe we need to look in the stable. <laughs> maybe we look, need to look in the manger. That the things that the world tells us are going to bring us happiness, bring us joy, bring us comfort, that they are pointing us in the wrong direction. We need to look somewhere unexpected. We need to look for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We need to look to the manger right? that was completely unexpected, but that changed the world and continues to change the world today. And I, I encourage you this Christmas to think about what are the kings in your life and make sure that the king of kings is your relationship with Jesus Christ who entered into this world into a manger born as one of us grew in stature grew showed us how to live and then went to the cross died on the cross and was raised again to give us new life to give us hope that is the only king that can conquer death, which is why he is the king of kings. As we come up, we're going to sing two more songs. And I, I just in, encourage you during this time to really think about the kings in your life. And is Jesus the king of kings? Does everything fall below him? And that you find your strength and your hope and your joy in him and him alone. So let us stand and let's sing.